your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and a special Saturday edition of the show uh, when the Avs are playing back-to-back games going on Friday on a on a Friday and a Saturday. We didn't want to go missing both those games. We don't have to combine everything on a Monday show, talk about both those games. So here we are, special Saturday. Great game to talk about, mainly because the Avs won it, obviously, <laughs> uh, in kind of dramatic fashion. So we will discuss all of that and then some, but... First things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day, especially over the weekend. Uh, that's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. So, yeah, Kyle, I don't want to say things look bad in terms of what like the stats were showing and kind of like the deep metrics and things like that they were favoring the abs but that's hockey you know you're down three to nothing after one i swear to you i didn't get the feeling that this game was over i'm not saying the abs i felt like the abs were going to win it but i thought they could definitely come back in this game after just one period of looking at kind of like the deep stats, and look what they did. They rattled off six unanswered, six straight, and win it six to three. Lots on the it's, it's funny. This is the second time this season that the team themselves their has referenced like turning on a switch and getting that intensity back, and that's exactly what that first period intermission felt like. Like they went into that locker room, flipped a switch, and came out and played avalanche hockey for a change. That yeah. first period felt reminiscent to the Boston game, and then periods two and three is the avalanche hockey that we've come to know and love. Well, I don't want to go down the road of saying it, it felt like reminiscent of the Boston game because they, they, they were playing better than they played in the Boston game. The outcome of the first period was reminiscent of it. Like you were getting beat, but on the ice, I thought the avalanche looked fine. Um, you know, you had the, the mishap with a shorthanded goal. You never want that to happen. Uh, Devontae's was kind of in, I don't want to say no man's land, but he, he had to make a decision. Do I go after the puck or do I go play defense? He made the decision to go after the puck and that gave, uh, who scored that shorthanded goal. Um, it Lowry was Lowry. It was Lowry. They gave him, gave him the step and that's all he needed to, to beat Jost who's now backpedaling. Um, and you gave up, you know, shorthanded goal. But other than that, you know, you you had good looks. You had really good looks. You think you you out? Well, no, they outshot you by one, twelve to eleven. So it wasn't like you were getting just completely outshot like you were in Boston. I think Boston had twenty something shots on goal in the, after the first. It, so it was. I was comfortable it, with it. I was. Believe it or not, with a three to nothing, you're down three to nothing. I'm like, they're playing well. They'll be okay. It was the aggressive forecheck and the defense almost kind of sleeping at times in that first period. Um, that you that that's what I was drawing the parallel to with the Boston mm-hmm. game was Winnipeg with an aggressive four check and a shorthanded goal and the mm-hmm. goals that were going in past Frankie 
you're like, okay, this is just going to be one of those games. You had that feel in that first period, and it completely changed in that second period, and you never felt a shred of doubt ever again. Yeah, well, and, you know, that's not to say that, you know, things weren't, you know, all just sunshine and roses for the Avalanche when they started to kick it on, because uh, I think it was the second goal. Yeah, Darren Helm just seemed like lost. He was just yeah. kind of uh, just he was in no man's land. He was yeah. just camping out in between the dots and not really looking around for anybody to defend. And it hurt them. Yeah. So um, this was a game where, again, you're getting good production out of the top six and mm-hmm. the bottom six is a little bit suspect. You did have a couple shifts here and there where the bottom six looked pretty decent, but it wasn't consistent. And we'll go over the stats later, but this was all, you know, the top lines taking over. And once again, you had Andre Burakovsky in the top unit and you drop, you, you demote Gabe Landeskog to go play with Nazem Kadri and, and Valen Chuskin. What a demote. And I used demote. He didn't get demoted because he's not playing well. I was clearly. about to say, I would love to play on that line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, it was, again, just to try to jumpstart Burakovsky. And I think for at least uh, how I said in the last game that he he looked better. It didn't show up for points. It did Mm -hmm. last night. Um, He finally got a goal. And I stand corrected when I said I just didn't have confidence that his goal, when he eventually got one, was going to be a Burakovsky-like goal, and it absolutely was. That is what he can do. Yeah, He has a deceptive shot, and he just fired one past Hellebuck. That was pretty. And you didn't. You got not just the Berkey snipe. After that, you could see the, the weight literally off of oh his shoulders God. and the confidence he had through the rest of the game. He was weaving in and out, and he was making plays, and I was like, okay, this is the Andre Burakovsky that I know. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, he was. You could tell he had some confidence even before he scored the goal, um, but after he did, it ju- it just yeah went up another level, and he was flying around wanting to get another one. And then you had Nathan McKinnon get two um, incredible goals by him, and did everything in his power to get a hat trick. Uh, and the abs had a five on or four on three and then a five on three towards the end. He was out there for a lot of it. He hit the post. I think when it was a four on three, he hit the post. Um, he wanted a hat trick so bad yeah. to match uh, the captain's hat trick in, for, for Gabe Landeskog. And he just continues to have a season that nobody outside of Colorado wants to talk about. And see, I think we're having a problem now with the Avalanche. Who do we talk about? Like you have a miraculous season with Kale. You're having Gabe, uh, Gabe having one of the best seasons he's ever put out in the NHL. Nathan McKinnon, even while injured and COVID breaks, putting up stellar numbers. Miko putting up great numbers. Nas putting up great numbers. And then you get to talk about the goalies. Like, who does the mainstream media get to talk about when it comes to the avalanche? Because you can't just pick one storyline. There are so many going right now. What would you do with this line? I mean, it, they, they did it a few times. He's done it from time to time where you drop somebody down. Uh, this is to, to try to jumpstart start Burakovsky. I mean, you're, you're turning around and you're playing again tonight against uh, Vegas. 
to keep Burkowski there? Or do you, because, you know, that that second line with Landeskog there makes them really yeah. dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm fine if Burkowski can, can, you know, kind of turn things around. Uh, that that's still a solid top line. You have McKinnon and Ranton in there, obviously. And then Burakovsky, who, who can do some damage if he's on. And then a very tough, tough second line. Think about it. Say it out loud. Say it. What, what's that movie? Yes, man. Say it a hundred <laughs> times. Say it. Say it a hundred more times. Uh, you have, you know, Gabe Landeskog, Nazem Kadri, and Val Nechuskin. That's a beat em up line, man. Wow. Wow. I and would like that. I, I say you just keep those lines exactly intact for this Vegas game because we were talking about we're shifting back to one line only and everybody else just kind of occupying time. With Gabe on that second line, it's just another wave that you have to endure. And the third and fourth line, yes, they're trying a little bit more. That fourth line's a little suspect. By a little, I mean a lot. But yeah. that it's it's another wave and i like how how big that line is with nas nuke and gabe so i say especially against vegas because that that line is just a match made in heaven for vegas matchups roll it in let's see how it goes yeah i wouldn't be against it i would not be against it maybe that can just keep it you don't want to get his momentum going and and kind of his confidence up and then just throw him right back down to the second line you know so uh, wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me if he's if he's on that first line again against Vegas. All right, let's uh, keep talking about this game. Lots to still talk about, but first we're going to talk about Bet Online. Or not? No, we're going to wait on Bet Online. We're going to talk about Built Bar first. Let's talk about Built Bar. So yeah, <clears throat> we are deep into February, and uh, New Year's resolutions are all but over. But that doesn't mean you cannot continue to eat healthy from time to time if you want to. And if you are still doing that, include Built Bar in that meal plan. And if you haven't tried the new Built Bar Puffs, which I do believe Mr. Shaggy Van Doom has ordered. Yes, I have. I have bought the mixed box of the Puffs. All right. They're on the way. So maybe we'll do a live taste testing for our next there you go. whenever you add them. That'd be great. Uh, so they're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow protein bar. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. It's not just a protein bar. They're a treat covered in 100% chocolate with some incredible flavors. They have cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Probably going to be one of your favorites. I I, mm. I want to know which one you like. Uh, the, what do you think you're going to like most? Let's let's do a churro. Churro speaking my love language. All right, all right. So uh, most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compared to a normal candy bar, which has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so um, where to go from here? Man, like I said, I, I just wanted to throw out some not individual stats as far as like you know uh i like i said i like looking at like Corsi scores and fenwick mm-hmm. scores and, stuff like, and i did put up on twitter after the second just what Devontae's and kale mccarr were doing for the Corsi for and the Corsi against and it was just uh, the ratio was just night and day 
And it just shows you that they are generating offense or part yeah. of generating offense while shutting down, uh, 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 playing shutdown D. And that is really across the board for the abs. And that yeah. was happening after after one period and after two periods when they finally tied it up. That's what I'm saying, where you can look at stats like that and you can look at stats like expected goals for Winnipeg was not high. That means like the goals that they, they scored, they really shouldn't have gotten is more or less what they're saying. It doesn't you can't take them off the board, obviously. Yeah. But you just I, I just I liked how things were going. I liked Landis Gog on that second line. And then when he got that goal, which uh, he, he, he led the scoring charge for the Avs. Mm hmm. I thought that was a power play goal. Apparently it happened like one second after the power play. And alas, the avalanche went oh for four in the power play yet again. Uh, but that, I don't know how that goal went in. Yeah. It went between Hellebuck's legs. I don't know how he, David Copperfield, that thing into the <laughs> net, but um, that's what you needed. You just needed that goal to get going, and then it was was all abs after that. It was fun, a fun game to watch after the first. Yeah, and you mentioned the Corsi stats and mm -hmm. the defense being locked down. You know, that's that's something you can really see, especially with this run that the Avalanche are putting together. Earlier in the season, when we actually had losing streak, you could point out just like dumb positioning, dumb plays. The Avalanche. Across the board, even McDermott, they're playing smart hockey. Like they're not putting themselves in binds, if that like makes any sense. They're not yeah. overplaying. You don't see EJ. There were a couple games earlier in the season where EJ was down in the slot or like taking the puck around the back of the net and compromising the blue line. And you don't see that anymore. Everybody knows their role and they know how to work with everybody. And you could see the production coming in and like the defense not overcommitting to an offensive play and shifting the alignment of the forwards, there's a lot of very good shutdown defense and production. Remember when overpassing was an issue for the oh, Yeah. Like not that long ago. Like they tried, it, it was, maybe it started about two years ago, uh, the first time that they were the favorite going into a season. And, um, I think maybe they thought like that was the that was the first time all this weight was on their shoulders and they tried to be cute all the time. Yeah. And and I think it took a little while for them to just be like, let's just score some damn goals here and <laughs> yeah. stop and stop trying to make every single one of them like a highlight real goal. You I, I didn't think about that till you were just talking about yeah. how everybody's kind of like on the same page. And it made me think like, wow, remember that time? Remember when it's not that they weren't on the same page. It was just they were making the extra pass, extra too many passes. And you're right, man. Like they don't do they these guys know each other and they yeah. just go for it. What they have on uh what they have on that 42 shots on net. Like that's not playing around with the puck. That's just no. shooting it and seeing yeah. what happens. And I think the last remnant of that overpassing cutesy stuff is the dropback pass. I think that's the only remnant of that style of play that they tried to attack that season with. And it's mm -hmm. still kind of, it's phasing its way out. We don't commit to it all the time, but I think that's the last little shred of it. And I think, honestly, this team, it's not so much pass around to get everybody hot and to keep everybody happy. You know where everyone is, even without looking. And you see a lot of those mm -hmm. no-look passes 
And just like, how did they know he was sitting there? This mm. team is a unit. Mm. Yeah. No, they know. Like, they're, they're, they're not going to make dumb no look passes, although that does happen every once in a while. Andre Burkowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, they just, they just know. They just mm-hmm. know where they're going to be and they trust that they're going to be there. Um, let's take a look at some of the stats for them, you know, individually. Again, it is, it's very top heavy. Did you, did you look to see how many shots on goal Nathan McKinnon had? I did not. Take a guess. Nathan McKinnon probably had, of our 40, he probably had 13. Very close. He had 14 shots on goal. Hey! That is, I mean. Let's see. Yeah. Double digits shots on goal for him is nothing, but 14 is a heck of a lot. A lot of those came right towards the end. Um, (laughs) The only member of the Avalanche in double digits. Oh, my God, yeah. Yep. You have Landeskog with seven. Um, and then nobody else over three. No, <laughs> unreal. So, um, that that top line you had McKinnon with two goals, you had Miko Rantanen. I mean, he he always plays a good game, but very quietly had three assists on the night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he he was just there. Um, he didn't, how, how many shots on net did he have? He had three. So he wasn't yeah. getting a ton of shots on it, but he, I mean, like always, he's active. And then you had Andre Burakovsky with one goal and one assist. So that's, what's that, four assists and three goals for your for your top line. And a plus minus of eight, a plus minus of ten. Plus four for McKinnon, plus four for Rantanen, plus two for Burakovsky. Those are good numbers. You, yeah, I like those. <laughs> um and then on the second line, you had obviously Aniskog with the hat trick, uh, Nachuskin with two assists, and Kadri with two assists. So then you have three goals and four assists on the second line, and the plus minus there is three, four, five, plus six for them. Like that is domination from your top six, and. I'm sorry that that is tough to contain for a full 60 minutes. And yeah, when a team is up three to nothing, I don't think Winnipeg felt comfortable. No, at all. And you could see it. You could see in their reaction when Gabe got that goal that they were in panic mode to just get back on top. And they knew there was nothing they were going to do because the avalanche were they were in that that first shift mentality that we had against Detroit. All second period. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch. And we definitely have to mention Pavel Francos. Yes. Know, really shutting it down. The you give up three goals, and he wasn't coming out. Mm-mm. If if he was gonna give up eight goals, he was gonna give up eight goals because the abs turn around and play tonight. So uh, unless he was gonna I mean, when did they get three? Um let me see here, because I want to see if they were to pull him. That would have been thir- a yeah first nah. period. Well, the, yeah, but the third goal came. There was like four minutes left. So I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, if, if if he gave up three goals in the first like ten minutes, all right, pull him, and then you know he he's going to be your goalie for tomorrow. Yeah. But that third goal came. There was about four minutes, so he's almost got a full period in. I guess you technically still could, but no, not when you're going up against Vegas. I wouldn't do that. No. So, but credit him for he he let the offense 
find its game, come back. And and he didn't let Winnipeg because you see that all the time. It takes a lot of effort to come back from that many goals down. And then to to tie it, you always see the other team like then they ramp it up because they just gave up a three goal lead. That's not making them happy. And then they, you, you know, they, they get another one did not happen. And uh, they, they really shut it down. I didn't see him making any like sprawling saves. So I give the, a lot of de- credit to the defense as well. But you have to give the credit to Frankie, too, for keeping it at three and giving his team the opportunity to come back. And you could see it in his body language that he wasn't flustered. He knew what he did in those situations, and he cleaned it up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could really see in that third one where that would be a typical Marc-Andre Fleury, like slam a stick, throw something. Bennington, like shoot a puck at somebody's head. Frankie, mm-hmm. cool, calm, collected. He understood, just shook his head, got back in position, cleaned it up the rest of the game. Loved it. All right. Let's hear from Ben Online, and then we will get to our sound check of the day to summarize uh, how we feel the action went in song form. But first, betonline.ag. And obviously, the football season is all over and done with, but there's still plenty of basketball and plenty of hockey to go, which you can bet on over at betonline.net from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for the NHL, obviously, boxing, and UFC. So head over to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all of the action. It's where the game starts. It's BetOnline.net. Before we get to our sound check, we have to personally just throw our love out there for mm-hmm. I don't want to say congratulations. I don't I don't I don't know. It's funny like congratulating him. <laughs> but Mr. Peter McNabbs uh, announced that his his cancer is in remission. So I mean Avalanche fans absolutely love this guy. Uh you mentioned him a couple weeks ago when we were kind of talking about uh we were doing when they were on their bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of mentioned like, let's appreciate, you know, what we have in Mister Peter McNabb, and to hear that, um, and he he broke down during. The, yeah, they didn't have the camera on him. Good thing because uh, I think we all might have been. Bre- we probably all were breaking down anyway when he was uh, thanking everybody. But man, uh, that is absolutely the game. Whatever. Yeah, uh, hearing that just absolutely put a smile on your face. Yeah, I, I remember when that was dropped just shortly before puck drop that that information came out. It just it, it made your soul glow. Like, yeah, it was it was it was amazing. And like, if anybody, Peter McNabb is the one oh to topple God. that. He is he is the the salt of the earth. He is a great guy and a treasure. And mm. this is incredible news. Love you, Pete. If you're listening, love you, man. Yep. Yep. And looking forward to many more games and maybe hoisting a cup when it's all said and done. That would would be poetic. So, yeah, keep fighting the fight. Um, All right. Let's get to our sound check of the day. And uh, if you, you know, new to the 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 uh, the show. We uh, like to take songs that we kind of feel summarize the action from the most recent game. So what do you got that summarizes the avalanche 
and the Winnipeg Jets. Well, as we're all getting ready for our game against Vegas tonight, and hey, everybody jump on Twitter tomorrow. It's Chris's birthday. Tell him happy birthday, please. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, also, uh, tonight's game, listen to To Be the Best from one of the greatest bands of all time, <laughs> Tenacious no D. Yeah. <laughs> I own the pickup destiny. I they're one of my favorite bands, but listen to that song. That song will get you fired up. And that was literally probably what they were thinking in their head during that entire second and third period. Be the best. To be the best. Oh, I love it. I love Dave it. Grohl's in the music video. So is he in though? I mean, he is like best friends with them. So he's in a couple of their videos. I mean, well, he's in Pick a Destiny, obviously, yeah. but Dave Grohl uh, and Josh Groban are teaching them how to be the best. <laughs> That's a combination. Dave yeah. Grohl. <laughs> Val Kilmer wow. takes a bullet for Jack Black. It's a great music video. Really? I have to watch that now. <laughs> All right. I mean, why would you expect anything less from Tenacious D? Exactly. From, from videos. So <laughs> uh, that's a great one. For me, um, I am going to go with... Uh, there was a couple I was going between, but I have to go with maybe like my all-time favorite band which is uh, the Chris Cornell-led Audio Slave. And the name of the song is Exploder. Mm. And basically, the Avs just exploded with six goals and, you know, six unanswered goals. Uh, Landis Skog with his hat trick. It was just, yeah, it was like an explosion. So um, that's my, yeah, Audio Slave is like my my jam, dude. Like that, Love that. me some Audio Slave. Oh, my God. That first album, when that came out, I listened yeah. to that. I cannot tell. I probably wore out the CD and had to buy it again. Because wow. That, that first self-titled album, there's nothing like it. And that's celebrating 20 years this year. In November, that will be 20 years the album has been out. And it still Gosh. is like uh, the best thing that I've heard. So, um, Man, that's such a good of, album. Oh my god, it's awesome. So yeah, so I'm going you're going Tenacious D. I'm going Audio Slave Exploder. Um and now we we're going to turn around and do another one for Monday show because the Avs are back up again against Vegas and we said this when the uh the schedule came out that the Avs were playing Vegas twice on the second leg of the back-to-back. What are you going to do? You got to play when the games are scheduled um what are we expecting right now and we well we said are we going to get a different eichel because the first time yeah. obviously last week it was his first game he didn't look good i know he's got some points i think you know he scored at least one goal i don't know if he scored another one yet but um I, what are we expecting uh definitely oh. a different uh and they lost last night too mm. as we're recording this i'm saying last night but do you know who they lost to arizona arizona the they, the they heartbreak lost, kids of arizona they lost three to one to arizona um and he did not have a point so yeah you're i mean vegas is playing a back-to-back too obviously yeah but you know they're coming off a loss now to arizona they are not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Does that change things? Does that change? Go ahead. Yeah. This is going to be a mad team. This is going to be, and it's a different Eichel who's more comfortable. Uh, and we're also on a back to back. And this is, you got to keep in mind, we just spent a whole episode talking about how great this win was. 
this team is feeling how great this win was in the locker room. And anybody who's been around the game of sports and seen it and whatever your favorite team is, you get an emotional high. There is a low that comes right after it, especially on a back-to-back. So you have to be very cautious going into Vegas off an emotional high like this, playing against a very angry team in Vegas. Vegas is, is, I mean, they're struggling a little bit. Let me see what they are in their last 10. Um, So what happens when you don't have a goalie? Yeah. I I mean, right now they're four points behind Calgary, and Calgary has a game in hand. Um, Vegas is five, four, and two. No, there'd be five, four, and one in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I can't math. Yeah, five, four, and one. Five, <laughs> four, and one. Five, four, and one in their last ten. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think they're not. The, and I had this conversation with Adam. They're not the team that they've been the past couple of years. They're no. still a good team, and the Avalanche are going to be in for a fight. Uh, but they don't strike fear in you like they have the past few years. So, and maybe they will by the end of the year when Eichel gets his feet wet and he's, you know, feels a little bit better. And then when you get Stone back for the the playoffs, you're going to be a, a tough out. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, but right now, here and now, on February 26th, um, they're they're they are a very beatable team. So the Avalanche kind of need to take advantage of that. But you're still going into a hostile environment because I believe this one is on the road, right? It is. is. Yeah. So Saturday um, night in Vegas, it's going to be rocking. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, We will be talking about that on Monday and Avalanche with a win. 80 points on the season, man. First team to get to 80. Um, Yeah. They're, they're, they're still cruising. So we'll see what happens. Does Burakovsky play on the first line? Uh, how does uh, Kemper do? Does he kind of get a, another solid game under his belt? Lots to talk about, and we'll do all that on Monday. So for now, thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day, and we will be back on Monday. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys on Monday. Go, Abs, Go!